Hi, welcome back to Anime Cons TV. I'm Patrick Delahanty, and you're watching our year in review episode for 2018. I'm here, as always, with Doug Wilder. Hey, guys. Looking forward to talking about this year. Elizabeth O'Malley. Hi, guys. And Shiva and Sketch. Hey, everybody. Hello. And so we're going to, uh, a couple weeks ago, we did our predictions. So now we're just going to look back on the year and talk about some of our favorite and least favorite moments of the year. Uh, we'll start it off with cosplay. And uh, I'll go first because my only new costume wasn't even a costume. It was a mouse droid. It's the little thing from Star Wars that gets chased by Chewbacca. Beep, 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 beep. Now, uh, of course, we need to show people how this is actually yeah. going to work. So what, why don't you drop this bad boy on the ground, and right. we'll get Burke with his, uh, his wonderful little little uh, hallway camera, because he's going to be your eyes. Why don't you go ahead and take it a ride around the, uh, the Twitch studio? Now, you want to hit all the sound effects while uh, I yeah. drive? Now, one of the upgrades that we definitely have to make to this is at some point you're going to have to um, add an FPV system to this because it's going to make it a whole lot easier to, to drive if you can actually see out of the front. And now we've got a copyright strike. <laughs> oh, oh! Mousetroid down! <laughs> so I, I made that for an episode of Know How on twit.tv and uh, brought it to uh, Kraken Con and drove it around. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's my only, although my son did wear two costumes for Halloween. So that was pretty, pretty cute. Uh, but all in all this year, I went to eight conventions, which is down a I think I went to 13 last year, so that's down a lot. Uh, one of the uh, nine conventions, if you count the virtual attendance of BlizzCon. Um, but uh, when you have a baby, you can't go to quite as many events. <laughs> and uh, so uh, when we go to uh, Sketch, um, how many conventions did you go to? And tell us about your favorite cosplay. <laughs> because even though we also have a baby, Patrick still kicked our butt. <laughs> I want to point out, Caden went to three conventions. That's awesome. So maybe went to more than we did. Uh, yeah, we we went to uh, Anime Boston since it's local, and then um, we were gifted babysitting time with the grandmas to go to Dragon. So that was awesome. Um, but uh, I. Uh, my favorite costume that I, I made this year was uh, my Lord Braska from Final Fantasy X. Uh, we kind of make a new summoner every year. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of made them all. Kind of made all in all. Um, it, it's one you don't see, and uh, it uh, surprisingly was very comfortable because it reminds me of a um, a, a Chewbacca costume because they kind of like do mesh with fur. I just had a bunch of petals screwed together, so I had nice airflow underneath the petals. So I didn't get too hot considering it was made like a quilt. He kind of made them like a big blanket. It was really cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they, they made yet another uh, Final Fantasy X stayed. Well, yeah, you have to have your staff to go with it. Yeah, so, 
So we have pretty much all of those at this point. Um, I made Lulu from Final Fantasy X, which um, had been on my list, not for a long time, but I found like some of the perfect materials for it. So I, it kind of like, I had to make it at that point. Um, I was going to make it for Anime Boston, but I didn't finish it because with two people and one kid, we had to decide who got to sew and who didn't. So um, we, you finished yours and I had to wait. <laughs> and But what was awesome is we got to do a photo shoot with them and um, our son got to cosplay with me as Lulu's son and he did his first photo shoot. So that was really cute. Aww. Yeah, and he did great. Yeah, he didn't mind having a hat on. It was weird. Or smiling for the camera. It was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Elizabeth, how many conventions did you go to and favorite cosplay? I went to, well, I've been to eight so far. My ninth one will be PAX Unplugged next week um, at this time of filming. By the time this airs, I will have already gone to PAX Unplugged, which I've never been to. That'll be my only new con this year. I'm really excited. Um, my favorite convent, my favorite costume was I finally made Zelda from Breath of the Wild. Well, her default outfit, I already, had already made her white dress. Um, so that uh, that was a lot of fun. I have yet to actually wear that to a convention. I work for a photo shoot. Um, I'll probably wear it to a couple conventions next year. But um, Zelda in Breath of the Wild is like my favorite version of Zelda ever. So I was really excited to make another one of her costumes. The white coat is next <laughs> from the DLC because I have a problem. Seems like every time I go onto Instagram, you've got pictures of some new costume. How, how many costumes did you make this year? Um, I only made like 10. Oh my God. Only 10. <laughs> I want to point out, I made zero actual costumes. <laughs> Not, um, and they were pretty, except for I think my Fire Emblem costume, they were all pretty straightforward. So, yeah, 10. All right, Doug, can you top that? Um, no, I can't. I'm not even going to try. Um, but I only did six conventions this year. I had a seventh plan, but unfortunately I had some health issues, and I was really bummed to miss it. Um, so I, I don't know what happened other than I was just doing a lot more with 501st. Um, I finished one costume for that. I f finished my Empire Strikes Back uh, Snow Trooper which I'm waiting for it to snow here and my health to finish back up so I can go play in the snow and get photo shoots there. Um, but the one convention costume I finished this year um, was such a stupid little idea, but I love that it came together. I did a character from the original Mobile Suit Gundam called Tamura, which most people don't know his name. He is the cook of the main uh, white base ship in the original Gundam. He shows up in one episode and complains that he needs salt to help make the meals for the community. And it's a stupid little episode. And I just, you know, put out the call to a friend to say, hey, can someone make this shirt I need for it? And my friend Colleen came to the rescue and I walked around this uh, Otakon with it and I had an empty salt shaker. And I was amazed how many people got the reference. It's such an obscure thing, but people did double takes and loved it. It was I couldn't believe how much fun I had in that costume and how many people that like not even friends that I know of Gundam were loving it and knew the reference. I was really amazed. And I, I love the photo shoot you did the, the quick little photo shoot at Otakon. Yeah, uh, it was the scheduling was weird, but it was just kind of the Gundam photo shoot. They signed up and it was, 
people from like all the different eras and everyone's like well we're all here together it's you know maybe 10 of us let's just have fun and take random photos and no one like everyone was really encouraging and everyone really shared like let's have a good time together no matter what because we're all here because we like gundam enough to dress up as a costume even though we're from all different series and i gotta hand it to the organizer and the mem people that signed up for the photo shoot everyone really worked together and it was a nice moment as a fan uh now what was your favorite moment uh from uh conventions in 2018 um, it's actually an Otakon one and it's another mecha thing. I know, surprising for me. <laughs> Who'd have uh, thought? A couple of my friends every year at a bunch of conventions, they do a panel they call Gatai, which is just looking back on classic mecha anime and stuff like that. And this was later in the evening and they started talking about the movie uh, Macross Do You Remember Love, which is, you know, big one. And they started playing the clip uh, from the uh, movie where the title theme song plays. If you, those of you who don't know Macross, music is a key part of this plot. And it was so funny because you started seeing the panelists and then the crowd. Everyone that knew this was singing along in like, you know, half a panel room, singing along to the song on, you know, probably like 10 o'clock on a Saturday night at Otakon. And it was, you know, completely natural. No one's like, hey, if you know the word sing along, it just it just happened. And that's what made it so much more fun was that everyone got into it. Uh, Elizabeth, what was your favorite con moment? Um, so one of, I mean, I'm going to cheat and have two. One real quick is um, the Critical Role meetup at Dragon Con was a ton of fun. So of my 10 costumes this year, three of them were from Critical Role because they also have that as a problem. Um, but that was yeah. a lot of fun. Is it Thursday yet? Almost. Um, I, uh, I met a lot of really cool people and it was just like, it was just so much fun. But my, actually my favorite moment, and I gushed about this back in our, in our Anime Boston review, was the Sailor Moon Masquerade that they did this year which was awesome and I wish more people had gone to it because it was kind of like a pretty empty thing. I don't think people knew exactly what it was, but for as, as someone who's like gateway anime was Sailor Moon, the way they did it where they had um, like uh, testimonials from the entrance about, and about why Sailor Moon was important to them and um, all that was really, really cool to hear and hear different takes on why Sailor Moon was important to each of the entrants. And all the costumes were gorgeous and amazing. And uh, it was definitely one of the best costume contests and events I've like ever seen at a convention. It was really nice. Cool. And uh, Shiva, how about you? Favorite moment? So I think Sketch and I pretty much shared them this year. So um, one of them was when we were at Dragon Con. We, um, I think it was Friday night? Yeah, it was Friday night. Um, it was late and we were heading to one of the parties. And as we were walking into the party, uh, Peter Capaldi was just like chilling in the hallway. And so we got to meet him and that was awesome. And we were, you were drunk. <laughs> I, I think it went with uh, Elizabeth's telling Jess, that's Peter Campaldi, and then me coming over, that's Peter leaping Campaldi. 
Yeah, we just had this conversation. Let's go meet him. He was really nice. And like from all yeah. reports I've heard of other people who got to interact with him that whole weekend, he was like incredibly nice. But he was just hanging out, like meeting people, taking selfies, <clears> like didn't see you get a friend who's a friend of on staff, uh, his handler actually lost him shortly after that. Yeah, he was just having a good time. <laughs> I was gonna go have fun. <laughs> so that was fun. really um I always think it's fun to like meet people like when you don't expect to. Like it's mm. one thing to get in line for like an autograph or a photo and that's cool, but like just to actually meet them casually and they don't have to talk to you if they don't want to, it's pretty awesome. Um, so that was fun. And then I think the other one was anime Boston. We got to bring our son for the first time to a convention. He was like six months old and it was just really cool to share that with like all of our friends. And um, at the end of the weekend, they actually, they, nobody had entered the costume contest as a, in the, the child youth. in the child's category. Yeah. And so they just had this trophy they were going to throw out and they're like, oh, well, Scotch and Chiba's kid had a costume on. So like, they, so he has like, he's six months old and he has a cosplay. Old. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed as Totoro. He was. It counts. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good year. Even though we didn't do much, it was a good year. Man, those, I saw those Capaldi photos all come in from you guys all at the same time. And I don't know if I've ever had a more serious case of con envy. <laughs> but I know, I know if I was at Dragon Con, I wouldn't have been there. I would have been off doing something else and found it later and been really mad that I had missed it. Printing down like Atlanta, like down like, you know, Peachtree Avenue and he would have been gone. <laughs> and I would have spent the entire night trying to find him, going everywhere. Like, is he here? Is he here? Where is he? Ugh. But uh, my favorite con moment, uh, actually it's, vicariously through Svet. Uh, she has always been a huge fan of the Alien franchise. And uh, one of the guests at Gallifrey One is Carrie Henn, who played Newt in Aliens. Um, she was the kid, and there's the poster uh, with uh, Sigourney Weaver and holding young Carrie Henn with the big gun. And that was one of the movies Fett saw as a kid in Russia when she was too young to have seen that movie. But she has drawn uh, uh, Ripley and Newt with the, in that pose uh, quite a bit. There was one on her Instagram that she posted a year or two ago. And so she did a photo shoot with Carrie and then went Later on, she wanted the autograph, but she was talking with uh, Shannon Morse and I and Tom Merritt, and she's just kind of there, and it's like, oh, it's Svet, she's at the table. Do you want to get the autograph? Well, I don't know. And so Shannon and I dragged Svet over to the table and got her to talk. She was just so shy, and uh, but once she started talking to Carrie, she realized Carrie is actually a school teacher now, and she teaches uh, middle school, and in her classroom, she has Svet's books. And <laughs> that is so awesome. And so they made a connection there. And um, so Svet ended up sending some books off to the school. And uh, she's got a bunch of signed posters, uh, and including one that has the pose that she would draw all the time. So now she just needs to meet Sigourney Weaver. So. <laughs> 
but yeah, just that that whole interaction was amazing. And that's uh, a whole circle story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and um, so uh, let's see. The least favorite moment. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, my least favorite moment of 2018 cons is probably a little bit inside baseball, and that's the treatment I got as press at Crunchyroll Expo. Uh, because I applied for press, I don't know, it was like May or something. It was way ahead of time. I wanted to make sure I got in there and didn't hear anything back. And so the deadline came and I wrote to them. It's like, hey, just, or I think I let a month go by and I wrote to them, hey, what's going on? I haven't heard anything. And they said, oh, well, we'll you know after this date. That date passed, the application deadline passed. And finally I heard back and they said, yeah, just so you know, uh, we can't give, uh, you can't record video at the convention because uh, unions and blah, blah, blah. And so it was weird because it's at the same location as Silicon Valley Comic Con and Fanime and where Big Wow Comic Fest used to be that I've recorded video at all of these, no problem. So, um, yeah, no video. So they said, if, if this is okay, then we can approve you for press. Well, fine. I'll take still photos. And so at the start of the report, I had to explain, well, here's why there's no video. But it was really uh, upsetting to be there and see, like, all the signs didn't say anything about no video. They're just, yeah, you know, don't take uh, creepy photos and stuff. But there's nothing about not being able to take video. And so there's tons of people that aren't pressed just taking Instagram videos and Snapchat or whatever. And, but there I am with a camera, like a dummy saying, all right. And so it was just really frustrating. And so I don't know what I'll do next year. If they have that policy, we'll see what I decide to do, but boo. Uh, sketch. What was your least favorite moment? Hmm. Um, a little more personal one. It's more that uh, Dragon Con, uh, there's just so much, but I just couldn't find an appeal to anything that was going on to leave the hotel room as much as I wanted to. Um, no fault on Dragon Con, just, I just couldn't find anything I felt interested in. And then we also were having trouble getting into a few lines, so it, it was just more just like, oh, I kind of wish I did a little bit more this year, but it was just nice still to go and be in be involved with it again. So. Um, for mine, it was actually more specific. So for at Dragon Con, um, one of my friends and I wanted to get into one of the Sesame Street panels. One of the big, like kind of like the marquee guests there this year was like you had all the original people from Sesame Street from like the eighties, like Gordon and Louie, all the kids, all the ones we grew up with when we were kids. And we're like, that's cool. When are we ever going to see these people? We want to go to one of their panels. They had a ton of panels the whole the whole weekend. And so I think it was Sunday and we went to go ask like, like over an hour ahead of time, we went to go ask like when they lined up and where, and the guy's like, oh, the line's already outside. He gave us like directions to it. And it was a ridiculously far away direction. And this was the staffer. Like it wasn't like some random person we asked and they said, but it's already full. Like they've already clicked the line through and like, it's full. Don't even bother. And we're like, well, I mean, that stinks, but, you know, it's not like it was a lifelong dream or anything. It just would have been cool. We're not going to go, you know, cause us think about it. 
So we kind of went on with our day. And then later in the day, my sister-in-law said, oh, I walked into that panel five minutes in. It was like half empty. So I was pretty peeved about that. I was like, I'm never believing anything anybody tells me again, I'm going and checking. So that was really obnoxious. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Elizabeth, how about you? Cool, mine's also Dragon Con related and also Dragon Con panel related, but not anything that was their fault. Um, the one thing I did really want to do was, um, so one of my favorite podcasts is Sawbones with, uh, uh, now I can't remember, Justin, Justin McElroy and Sydney McElroy, and they were going to be on a panel about Sawbones. Um, but then when I went and got in line, they said that they weren't able to make it. Um, it was where they weren't like, um, Justin and Sydney weren't actual guests of the con, I don't think, but the McElroy brothers were doing live shows in Atlanta the same weekend as Dragon Con. So I think they were trying to just get in where they could, but they said they were just going to be playing an episode of Sawbones. And I'm like, well, I can listen to whatever I want. So instead, I went to a different event, which was called, um, I don't remember the actual name of it, but something like End of the World Jeopardy. And it was a panel of scientists. Um, they were all women scientists, which was cool. And each one of them had some kind of focus that was related to something apocalyptic. And it, it was a Jeopardy board. All these questions related to like how the world could possibly end or like, other like events that you know ended dinosaurs or whatever in extinction events and that was really really cool it's one of the coolest panels i've ever been to so i wasn't able to see the one i wanted to but instead i did see something that was super awesome so it worked out in the end had some lemons you made lemonade (laughs) and doug what was your least favorite con moment of 2018 Mm -hmm. Uh, the big thing I noticed was um, I still uh, I know I talked about this in my con report for Oda was some of their scheduling was for panels was I think they needed to do their homework more. Um, the two things I remember um, is again these are friends that run this website uh, Gunpla One Hundred One. Um, they applied for a panel called Gunpla One Hundred One. You know it's their website that they run. Got declined someone else submitted a panel with the same name gunpla 101 and they got approved meanwhile like in their in their description that they submitted they didn't get approved even though they're saying and you'd think they'd someone would be checking that out the other thing that happened to them was um they had a panel like one of the last ones at the end of the day on saturday and then i had them on a panel with me first thing Sunday morning. So they had to basically get right out of their panel on Saturday, go straight to bed, and then get up first thing in the morning for our panel too. And it just, someone was kind of dropping the ball there on the schedule. And thankfully they made it, we had a good panel, but they were still a little exhausted. And it was very frustrating to see that someone wasn't double checking it. And I think, you know, maybe they're only paying attention to panel organizers, but this is where as someone who's writing the schedule and approving panels, you got to really look at things a little more carefully. And it was a little frustrating and I felt really bad for them. And I'm of course grateful that they joined me, but the fact that they couldn't get that together was both disappointing and surprising because generally speaking, Otakon in the past has been really good with things like that. 
All right. And uh, it's our annual tradition to give out the Better Luck Next Year Awards. And we each pick uh, a recipient that didn't really pull it off, but we hope that they can do it in the future or at least improve. And uh, who wants to go first with their award? I'll go first, because I was just at this con last weekend. Um, so mine is um, another anime convention in New Hampshire. Um, so they ran into an issue where I think earlier this year or late last year, they found out that their venue was not going to be available as they had thought. Um, they're current, they were at the biggest venue in New Hampshire and had to find one that was... They ended up getting something that was much smaller I mean, like, it's it's hard, especially in the fall, because there's, like, weddings everywhere, and, you know, there are 2,000-person conventions, so they had to find something that was at least big enough, but there's nothing out there. So um, they had it last weekend. They're usually in October, but they had it in the middle of November this year. Sure, not better for me, honestly, but... <laughs> uh, so they had to raise their ticket prices quite a bit because the venue they choose, chose was also expensive, and it was much smaller. Um, I mean, I still had a fun time. Uh, they had some really great events that I did like a lot. Um, they had to put the vendors outside and it snowed Thursday and the Friday night, which wasn't great. Um, when you got, I mean, the tent, it was like a, um, like 15 yards from the building. So that's like not 10, 15 yards from the building. So that's not that far. Um, and once you got in, it wasn't, it was nice. It wasn't bad in there. Um, so Hopefully they can go back to their original venue or maybe they can find something that's slightly bigger that they're able to have the same size they did before and not have to put vendors out in the tent in the fall. And even if they were going to go back to October, it can still snow in October and be cold in New England. So um, I just really hope that they're able to turn it around for next year, get their numbers back up and be able to have um, a nice fall New England convention again. Yeah. Uh, anyone want to go next? I'll go next. Um, so my better luck next year, I actually have an award for it. It is a nice box of Pocky, but because it's better luck next year, it's empty. So um, this is one I was not at, but this when I heard this story, it just infuriated me, which was... Um, Anime Expo brought Gonagai, who's a manga artist who's had a decades-long career, career, done a lot for the industry, done a lot to kind of change the medium and stuff like that. And he has barely done any conventions in the United States. It was a big deal that he was coming. But to get his autograph, I actually had a friend who I had to get these facts straight. At first, you had to go to the Pony Canyon, which is one of the in animation industry booths on the first day you had to spend a hundred dollars to get a lottery chance to possibly get an autograph on the first day um so a hundred dollars at the booth to get the chance to win it and the second day they finally just said okay it's just going to be lottery because obviously people aren't dropping a hundred dollars just for the chance it was human but even then, if you got the t if you got the item, if you got a chance to get an autograph from Gonagai, it was you would only sign a specific thing 
promoting the new show Cutie Honey Universe. Meanwhile, this year, Devilman Crybaby, a new adaptation of one of his classic manga got in thing, was a huge hit on Netflix. The nice manga edition of the original Devilman manga had just come out in English for the first time. And this guy's had a massive uh, pile of work and adaptations. And so imagine if you were someone who said, I'm going to go to Anime Expo because they announced him super late because I want to get Gona Guy's autograph. That's all you did. You flew out there and you had to spend $100 for one autograph on one item that wasn't even the thing you wanted. And imagine if you spent that $100 and didn't win. I would be livid. And, like, I was honestly seriously considering going back to Anime Expo, even though I'm not a big fan of that convention, for this opportunity. And I'm glad I couldn't afford to, but this was, I couldn't believe this. I mean, this, a lot of people say, oh, it's, you know, the Japanese lottery model and stuff, but I think that's a very narrow uh, view thing. It's like, this is a different country. We have different ways of doing things. You should be paying attention to that. And, I want to see Go Nagai come to more conventions, and if they can guarantee a better setup than that, I'd probably pay that money to go get his autograph because he has a huge career and he is a huge part of the anime and manga industry. Rant oh, over. I wonder if it was uh, Anime Expo that was responsible. Did they bring him in, or was it a company that brought him in? Um, I believe it was Pony Canyon that brought him in to promote that specific property. Um which is probably why he was only signing that property stuff. But still, that's very misguided. And it's going to make a lot of people not like that property yeah. because it's associated with... Everybody, I, I still have not... I personally have not watched uh, Kitty Honey Universe yet. A lot of people weren't fans of it. Um, they were much more uh, fans of other things. And it's only kind of like... It's another adaptation of one of his classic shows that's not a very good adaptation. Whereas, like I said, Devilman Crybaby that premiered on Netflix like pretty much the first week of this year, people loved. So it's a shame that that was the way it was. Well, my better luck next year uh, also goes to Anime Expo, but also to New York Comic Con because they tried to do Anime Fest at NYCC X Anime Expo. I think that's the full... It's a really long, stupid name. Basically, they were doing an anime con at or during New York Comic Con, uh, kind of like the old New York Anime Festival, uh, except it was, it was in a different location. And uh, so it, I hadn't gone to this, but from what I hear people who were asking how to get there were given incorrect directions. Uh, people had trouble finding it. And it was also not very close to the New York Comic Con venue at all. And so from photos, you can clearly see the crowds are very low in this massive space. And uh, especially on Friday, I hear they got better on Saturday, but we're still low. And I just feel really bad for anybody who bought uh, vendor space or artist space at this event anticipating crowds of new york comic-con and instead you get crowds that are just not anywhere near what you expected and uh so 
and the whole thing it, it strikes me and it seems to strike a lot of people as just a uh, attempt to go after anime nyc uh which was started by a former new york comic-con staffer uh and uh new york or anime nyc put out a statement uh, after the anime expo nycc event was announced that was pretty good but uh yeah that uh anime fest at nycc x or times anime expo yeah I, apparently not worth going to wasn't it also an additional cost for the ticket to that like you couldn't get your use your new york comic-con badge to get it you had to get an additional badge yeah you couldn't use your new york comic-con badge to get in there but from I'm not entirely clear on it, but I think you could use if you got a badge for that event, you could get into New York Comic Con, which makes me think a lot of people got the badge for that event because the right. Comic Con badge is sold out, and so they just got the badge for that and didn't go there. They went to New York Comic Con, but I'm not, I'm not too clear on how those badges worked. But they didn't sell a lot of them, or at least people didn't show up with them. And uh, Shiva, Sketch, you get an award? So, uh, yeah. So our award, um, we didn't go to Katsukon this year. We, our kid was still too young at the time. And I feel like we perpetually give them uh, better luck next year with their terrible registration system. Um, but the reason I wanted to highlight them this year is because they have decided to put a new policy in place for next year. And I'm interested to see how they do with it, which is to require anyone who's going to be in there, um, in the actual um, hotel space, to have either a badge or a hotel room key, which I think for them is significantly overdue. Um, I think a lot of people are freaking out about it, but that Dragon Con's done that for years because they would get a lot of doctors yeah. off the street and a ton of people ghost cats who they don't care about the con, they just go to take pictures, which I don't blame people for it. It's known to be like a cosplay photo shoot convention more than it's actual convention programming. Um, we probably spend more time doing that than the convention, although we buy badges to the convention. So I think it's a good and smart move for them to cut down on the crowding, cut down on people who shouldn't be there. And honestly, this day and age, it's a security issue to have people just wandering off the street that have no business to be there. So I'm hoping that this is a good thing. However, going hand in hand to that, I also hope that means they fix their damn registration process, although I have very little hope for that. Um, but I am hoping that maybe the policy will actually be the experience overall. So we'll see how it goes. And you're going back to the con this year? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, you have to let us know. Uh, mine is more of a more of a cutesy better life next time is to Anime Boston's um, entrance line, the Dalton Street. I hope I hope you guys get used more often than you did last year because whenever I went, it was a straight shot in, and it was probably the like unlike going through the uh, Artist Alley entrance, you you know, it was just so easy. Like people should use it. You can just the other lines. But, yeah, that uh, Dalton Street entrance when it's open is the best kept secret at Anime Boston. But it's telling people. It's kind of just makes it funny because it's well, the easier. 
Darn Sally one. Just tell people where this besides just Dalton Street how to get there so they know. But see, no. this is no. We're only telling our loyal subscribers here. Our, the people all watch This, this yeah. is where we plug up. This is where we plug that we don't have. <laughs> but at the same time, I also feel like it's weather contingent. Like if it's raining, it's a really bad way to get in. Yeah, <laughs> there's no overhang or anything. Yeah. But no. if it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Also, this is my award. I forgot to show mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, so we'll end on a positive note with favorite con of 2018. And I'm going to give mine to Kraken Con 2018. It was the final Kraken Con. And uh, everybody was a little teary eyed. Uh, it was such a great convention. I wish you guys got to go to it. it always had so much fun there it was um you know a small medium-sized convention very well run and great people so friendly but the bay area is just terrible to mid-sized conventions there aren't many places to have them and the places that can hold those know that they're the only game in town and so they jack up the prices and they'd rather just get corporate clients so unless you're a small con that could go in like a VFW hall or you're a huge con that can afford whatever crazy union rates may come along, there's no in-between. And so it's killing the market here for middle-sized cons. Uh, last year, they lost uh, AOD, which was in Burlingame, just south of the airport. Um, there's a couple others that have disappeared too, but you know, Kraken Con is the latest... But uh, yeah, that was my favorite con, and I'm so sad that I can't go back. But at least we brought Caden, so he can always say he went to Kraken Con. Uh, anybody else? Uh, ours was Anime Boston this year. Uh, I think part of it was, was like a huge nostalgia trip for us because we met there, and now we brought our son there, and that was just really cool. But they also had a really good con this year. I mean, we um, judged the masquerade every year for the last few years, and they opened the masquerade this year with like um, Japanese pop idol performance. It turned into like a rock concert for the first time, it, which was amazing and completely unexpected. We were a little bit surprised too because no one told us, and we didn't look at the program. So we were like, "Why do we report so early?" Oh, this is why front row seats. Well, a lot of people heard about <laughs> how long it was and was like, "How was it so long? That must have been horrible." It's like you missed the whole rock concert part at the beginning. It was it was a good show overall. They did a great job this year. Yeah, see, I can't pick that con because I'm on staff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Elizabeth, favorite con? Cool. I'm going to pick the same one I pick every year, which is PAX East. Uh, <laughs> um, I they run a really good show. They do a really good job with their space in the BCEC. Um, the area around there is a lot better than when the con first started. I think the only thing that could really make it better for me if it was in like May or June instead of March or April, but um, I played so many fun, awesome games. Um, I did more board games and tabletop stuff this year, which is cool, which makes me really, really excited for PAX Unplugged, which is next week. So who knows? Maybe that'll actually be my favorite convention. Uh, you mean but... it was a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Look at my Instagram to see if I liked it better. Um, but no, I always have a blast at PAX East. Um, this year, next year, I'm really excited because I'm going to go just 
Thursday and Friday. I wasn't able to go Thursday this year because of work. Um, but I'm excited to go Thursday, Friday, because I heard Thursday was like le much less attended. So it'll be nice to go there and there not being as many crowds as usual. So, um, yeah, that was definitely my favorite convention. And Doug, you want to take a stab at this? Yep. Uh, and a surprise to no one, mine once again was Otakon. But this year, I think they felt more comfortable at the Washington Convention Center. Things ran more smoothly. I think both staffers and attendees knew how to get places. Um, I just felt a really good sense of the community. Like I told some of those stories, like the photo shoot I did, some of the panels I went to. The dealer's room was amazing with that incredible Dragon Ball booth that just like, I still have trouble believing that that thing was real and I saw that at a convention. It was a really good time. And um, I also like that because people didn't use the hotel rooms, hate groups also didn't get to go and protest in that area. That was cool too. But it was just like, there were so many people in that community that was saying, hey, if you're uncomfortable, let's, you know, we'll walk back to our hotel room together and just everybody I talked to, it was what conventions really mean to me, which is fans having a good time and sharing a good time with each other. And that was really good. And so it's going to be still be in my favorite this year. And while I say it like almost every year, there's a reason it does have a good thing. And it's, I know it's not perfect, but I think all the pros, Oh, wait, the cons, no pun intended. <laughs> I am so excited to go back to Otakon next year because it's not the same. It's been the same weekend as um, Boston Comic Con, Fan Expo Boston, whatever it is now. Um, so I've decided to go with the cheaper hometown con instead of Otakon, but I've already told Doug, like, I'm in for next year, so I'm really excited. It's usually the same weekend as FluteCon, so. <laughs> I don't get to go to FluteCon, so. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> It's 3,000 miles away from me, so. Uh, that wraps up for 2018, I guess. And uh, so that's also the end of our 10th season. This is official. We've done 10 years. A decade. You guys have put up with me for that long? Actually, you've only been around for nine and a half, so. <laughs> but... Yeah, so January 31st is our actual anniversary because we used to do monthly and it came out on the last day. But yeah, but we're going to take a couple of weeks off because I didn't look at the calendar. And so now we've got two weeks with no episodes because we already, this is the 48th episode of the year. We're done. Fini. So uh, yeah, and also it's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve and nobody watches episodes those days anyway. So uh, we'll be back in January with our 11th season. And who knows what we'll be doing. But uh, we'll be doing stuff. i got to figure out what cons I'm going to in 2019. Fortunately, there's fancons.com. And you can go and add conventions to your uh, convention log and rate the conventions. So get your ratings in there. Any last comments, anyone? Thanks to all our viewers for this year. I mean, I had a lot of fun recording put segments. Thanks yeah. for watching. 10 Thanks years. for watching. Yeah. It, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. 
All right. And as always, uh, leave comments down below if you're watching us on YouTube and uh, subscribe to us. Don't miss any more episodes. And uh, we'll see you next year. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>